Episode 284, June the 8th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, it's not looking so good. Ninth straight decline for FCA as Jeep kind of struggles a little bit. Fiat Chrysler sales slid for a ninth consecutive month in May, easing 0.9% as the automaker continues to wean itself off of fleet sales and the once unstoppable Jeep sales juggernaut remained stuck in the mud. FCA sales totaled a little over 193,000 units in May, including 40,000 plus fleet sales or roughly 21% of the monthly total. Seems the fleet sales for the last couple quarters have been in the 20 percentile range. But the numbers are showing a decline. Speaking of which, the automaker's report says it ended the month with a little over a half a million unsold vehicles in inventory, only about a 66-day supply, and its lowest inventory level since September of 2014. And here's why. Inventory was at a recent history high point, partly due to production being ramped up slightly in anticipation for the shutdown and plant retooling, which in turn I believe is responsible for the lower inventory numbers. Now, Jeep's Toledo plant is currently down and not producing inventory that would otherwise bolster those numbers. Jeep sales overall dropped 15% despite a 14% increase in Grand Cherokee sales. Wrangler sales rose slightly while sales of the Compass, Patriot, Cherokee, and Renegade all declined by double digits. Okay, so what does all this mean? Well, with Chrysler f- falling flat on its face this last month, Dodge only in single-digit sales gains, and Fiat numbers circling the drain, FCA's other brands are just barely holding on. I mean, this could be a case of the ship taking the crew with it. Well, maybe lackluster growth in the other brands is vicariously hurting Jeep's numbers. Guilt by association, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's time we revisit that idea of Jeep and Ram splitting off on their own. It's starting to sound better all the time. Well, we get our first glimpse into the new Jeep Toledo plant. The Toledo Assembly Complex is undergoing a major overhaul right now to make way for production of the new Jeep Wrangler. Just last week, they allowed the public the first glimpse inside the plant as the retooling work hits high gear. The last Cherokee rolled off the lines in Toledo in early April, and the model's production was shifted to Belvedere, Illinois. Within minutes of the final Jeep rolling off the line, crews began clearing out the plant, and with hours, heavy demolition was underway. The uh, the retooling is being done by contractors and Jeep-skilled trade workers alike. It's taken a lot of work to get where it's at today, folks. Hundreds of thousands of work hours have been logged. In the body shop alone, workers have logged over 245,000 hours, and so far, things are right on schedule. Now, a lot of this is all humdrum, so here's some numbers to crawl on. To give you an idea of the sheer scope of this project, in the assembly area alone, they had 920 truckloads of scrap metal removed. More than 717,000 pounds of steel has been installed into the complex to support the new assembly line. In the body shop, they have poured over 130 yards of concrete. In the paint shop, they have 40 new ceiling robots. That's two times more than they had for the Cherokee production. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. A production of the new Wrangler will begin in Toledo by the end of this year, and first units are expected in showrooms earlier next year. 
From what I've read, folks, this is going to be one of the biggest things to roll off the line since 1941. Well, I get emails every week about Jeep events, news stories, and everything in between, but I can't put them all out there in one show. Guys, we've only got so much room for so much show, but I know you kitties like, well, I'm going to let you guys know. I put all your your stuff on the refrigerator. I got a ton of magnets, yeah. Oh, Anyways, man. if you guys think you should, you got something we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Now, uh, now, how many times has Josh just rolled back and says, oh, Tony. <laughs> So I'm kind of curious about this Toledo plant because I'm going to go to, I'm going to be passing by there this summer and Barbara said he'd give me a tour of the plant, but am I going to be able to see anything? Yeah, I, I, I don't know the exact date. I think it's it's a little bit fluid right now. I know that they have um, a, a, a production schedule to meet and everything else. So this is why things are moving so fast. And this is going to be something that that happens remarkably fast as far as large-scale development goes. So uh, chances are, Tammy, by the time that you are, are ready for your trip, uh, the G-Plant will, will be ready for your visit. My fingers are crossed. Well, of course it'll be ready. And and was that a? Uh, uh, oh, I have. I just brain farted. Uh, what's the name of that movie that you you referenced? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Did you make a yes. Napoleon Dynamite reference? I sure did. <laughs> where, where did you Where did you get that from, Josh? I mean, how did that come to you? Just writing it, and you were thinking things. It were just It just serious? comes to me out of left field. <laughs> oh, good enough. It's uh, that's fun. All right, hey, folks. I was just going to tell you guys, um, we have this new thing where you can tweet on Twitter live to our show. You can send us a tweet by adding the hashtag JTS live. <laughs> and during the live show, you can watch for your tweet at the bottom of your YouTube video. Remember, that's hashtag JTS live. And you can throw Black Jeeps Rock in there, too, if you want. Yeah. Or just throw the Black Jeeps on the rocks. <laughs> So uh, is the Jeep talk show just not enough for you? Need more? <laughs> well, we have more for you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> the Jeep talk call-in show. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep talk show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central time. Tammy and I will have a guest uh, interview and we'll turn it over to you, the listeners. All you need is a phone and a voice. The Jeep talk call-in show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central time on youtube.com slash Jeep talk show. All right, well, let's get over to our fourth uh, segment in the series of Overlanding with Dan. You know Dan from the uh, the 4x4 podcast? Of course you do. And if you don't, you should. Uh, Dan is uh, Dan and um, Rich. And damn it, I shouldn't have done this because I'm brain farting. Uh, anyway, the, there's a three-man crew over there, and uh, they have a great show. It's only about a mo every month. Dan uh, sometimes has to leave the, uh, the country or leave... Uh, his base there in Alaska. So sometimes the, the shows don't come out uh, every month, but I think he's back on schedule now. So uh, get over there to the four by four podcast and uh, have a listen to one of those great episodes. And we're back in our fourth segment on overlanding. Uh, and Dan uh, from the four by four podcast is with us again. Uh, you can find out more about Dan's podcast and more information about overlanding at www.the4x4podcast.com. So Dan, uh, I've got to ask you, uh, I know that, uh, in your, your trek from the central U S to Alaska, there were lots of times whenever you were there with the family, uh, camping out, uh, pulling over the side of the road for the night, uh, cooking and sleeping there, uh, with your vehicle. 
you had to be concerned about animals. Uh, and and I'm, I'm mainly talking about the four-legged ones, but I'm sure there was some concern about the two-legged ones as well. Uh, how do you protect yourself and your family uh, when you're out and around off-roading and doing the overlanding thing? Well, um, for for those who are you know concealed carry aficionados, some of the uh, the same rules would generally apply. In and the biggest thing is to avoid the confrontation altogether. Um, so I I consciously made a decision. You know, you see all those trailers, the off roading trailers that have these really sweet kitchens where you just pop open the hatch and they slide out and it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I also like like eating bacon. And I don't want to cook bacon right next to where I sleep because that seems like a horrible <laughs> idea. That's how you invite the bears. It's like an appetizer. Uh, have the bacon exactly. and have the, and have the main meal right after that. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I made a conscious decision uh, to use the chuck box concept. So I've got to you know open up the back door of my trailer and I slide a table out, open up the side door and pull my whole kitchen the chuck box out, and I I will go you know, 50, 50 yards at least away from where I sleep and cook the meals there. Uh, so that way the smells don't come lingering right back in to the tent. Um, and again, inviting the, the four legged furry, uh, (laughs) critters. Um, so that's really kind of the best way to do that. Uh, but as far as protection, you know, whenever we were out there, uh, there's, there's lots of different theories on the best way to, uh, keep a bear from coming into camp or how, how do we take care of them once they are there? Uh, I personally prefer the, the kind of protection that has a caliber associated with it, but I also do keep bear spray within arm's reach. Um, even now here I am, I, I'm sitting in my garage, but I can reach a firearm faster than I can reach the pepper spray, the bear spray, but I have both. Yeah, I think that's a great idea and, and something that's really important. You know, guns can have issues with them, too. Uh, they have a limited ammo supply. They they can uh, malfunction. So uh, having multiple options, I think, is a, a great thing to do. Now, in the in the 30 days or so that you, you uh, took uh, overlanding from uh, the middle of the United States to Alaska, how many animal problems did you have? So personally, I did not have any animal problems. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of the anomaly because I didn't see nearly as many, uh, bears and everything as I thought I would, mm-hmm. or as, as many people typically report, uh, driving the Alcan, people will see bears all over the place. I didn't see a single dumb bear. <laughs> I, I don't know how that ha- worked out. Um, you know, I guess it's like the theory, it, if you go prepared, then you'll never actually need it. Yeah. So I was yeah. ready for him, but you know. Even driving down the highway, we didn't see them. So. Now, now, is there or, something besides uh, bears that you that you watch out for, or are bears this the uh, the pinnacle of uh, of what can kill you and eat you? Um, I would say that any apex, you know, predator is something you want to be aware of. You know, mountain lions are, are oh, pretty yeah. prevalent in the, in some of these parts. Um, the lynx are a little bit smaller. Uh, it, it's kind of like the the bobcat. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're less inquisitive. They'll they're a little more reclusive. Right. Uh, but man, when a bear gets hungry, they're going to be coming after everything and anything that they think is going to whet that appetite. All right. Well, good to know. So, uh, your basic uh, sprays and uh, the uh, the spray of lead 
uh, lead pellets, let's say, uh, from your oh, yeah. uh, high co- high caliber Preferably weapon. big ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and so that's there's a lot of discussion that typically happens with people who are carrying firearms here in Alaska, um, because the bears up here are especially resilient, apparently, um, and and what size caliber the minimum like that is a whole different discussion. <laughs> um, but I think the general rule is bigger the better. Um, because you're not going to get that many shots off. Bears are really, really fast. Matter of fact, this is kind of getting way off topic, but I, I talked to a guy who led a, uh, a hunting guide, a fly-in bear hunts, mm-hmm. and before he takes you out, he makes you take a marksmanship test. So you have to hit four dinner plate-sized targets at 100 yards, 75 yards, 50 yards, and 25 yards within 11 seconds. And you have to shoot a minimum size is a 375 H and H rifle. So, for those of you who are not uh, firearms fans, that's a really big bullet, <laughs> really big. And the the fact that somebody could get off four shots within 11 seconds, let alone hit the targets, that's kind of a a feat of strength and practice. Wow, I don't think a feat has uh, has been done like that since uh, Lee Harvey Oswald did uh, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's something you'd have to work at. You're not just going to do that the first try. Hey, Dan thought it was funny, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to say too soon. Too soon? Of course, but, uh, I mean, no, come I said, on. I'm not going to say too soon, even <laughs> though I said it. You can't say too soon. What's if it's like 60 years <laughs> I ago? I said I said I wasn't going to say too soon. Um, but you I'm know. talking to the audience, you know, because I know if, if there's one, like, you know, on the show, there's going to be 20 out there that are uh, saying the same thing. Yeah, I'll leave, leave it to Tony to bring up a reference like that, though. And uh, and and Tammy's too young; she doesn't get what we're talking about. No, I'm <laughs> lost me. Uh, excellent, good job. You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky listener. You and the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and of course, the Trail Chasers podcast. You know what time it is, right? Time Time to shut up. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, guys. So this past weekend, I attended a crawling for cops at Rush Creek Off-Road Park. I had an awesome time meeting new people and meeting some social media folks in person. That's always fun. Um, although the time to chat at these things is just never enough because, you know, we're wheeling so much. Um, but I still had a great time chatting for the few minutes we had. Anyway, I'm happy to announce I'm officially off my training wheels. Yep, it only took me three years, but I wheeled trail a trail, um, Blue 23, at Roush Creek all by myself. I didn't have any spotters or any help. And Tony and Josh... No F-bombs were dropped. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, no swearing at all. Well, the, I didn't wow. even ask. That's good for the kids. You know? A lot and more I, self-confidence. Yes. And I didn't even ask, are you sure? <laughs> so, Because you were sure. Yeah. Okay. When I got to the park, I lined up with my group. I was in group two. And I was in the middle of the group. But by the time we headed out, I ended up being the tail gunner. 
because there were three Jeepers in stock Jeeps. There were three police officers who, as a matter of fact, um, they live like in my county. Very exciting to meet Jeepers who live near me. Anyway, it was their first time off-roading, so we moved them to the front right behind the trail guide because we were on green and blue trails. Um, As you know, greens are the easier trails which stock Jeeps can ride, and then the blue trails are a little more difficult. Stock Jeeps can get on them or can wheel on them, but it's just a little harder, especially if you have not wheeled before. Anyway, I'm happy to say that I came out of the day's ride without any breakage, plus a whole new level of confidence because I wheeled that blue 23 all by myself with no one spotting whatsoever. I rocked it. Anyway, I think I'm, I'm going to attribute that success to my training, which I feel is very important. And I'm very lucky to have been, had the expertise training from four, yes, four, count them four, I4WTA certified trainers, and that's um, a four-wheel drive, um, an international four-wheel drive training association. Um, My first ever experience was with Kyle from Off-Road Consulting, and then this past spring, I took a training class with Northeast Off-Road Driving School, who we interviewed um, on the Jeep Talk Colin show. And even after wheeling for three years, these guys gave me some more techniques to use on the trails. And then, of course, when I was in Moab, Charlene Bauer um, with Ladies Off-Road Network, she has just been recently certified, and she gave me some great wheeling techniques. But most importantly, she gave me the most important words of wisdom I could have used out on the trails, and that's my new motto, I've got this. Um, my Jeep is so capable and so am I. It was just a matter of my confidence. So I was able to wheel across these rocks all by myself, picking my own lines. Um, but I was not alone. I had the help of my trail guide who gave me more um, words of encouragement and telling me I was a pro. So anyway, With all those people helping me, I was able to finally do it. And I can't express enough how important it is to get good training and guidance from a knowledgeable off-roader. It makes a huge difference between success and failure and breakage out on the trails. And I also believe my personal opinion is that off-roading in a stock Jeep starting out and working your way up just makes you a better wheeler. And... um, Anyway, I had a really great time, and I would just like to um, say those three guys in their stock Jeeps wheeling for the first time on those trails, they were amazing. I mean, but they it was funny. I went up to them after we, were, we stopped after going through Blue 23, and I walked up to the one Jeep, and his partner was talking at him through the window, and I peeked in, and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys were amazing. He still had his hands glued to the steering wheel and he turned and looked at me and his eyes were like huge because he was still so you know on edge from wheeling it and it was so exciting to see that and it was a really great time (laughs) so folks anything you'd like to add we'd love to hear from you and you can join our conversation by going to the jeeptalkform.com or you can call our voicemail or you can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com And I look forward to hearing about your wheeling stories. Um, So leave us a voicemail or shoot us um, a a post on our 
um, Jeep Talk Forum. We got post shooting on uh, Jeep Talk Forum. You know, Tammy, I think it's great that you you have uh, this uh, this great confidence. But uh, a wise man once said, "In the galaxy far, far away, don't get cocky." No, oh God, no way. Because <laughs> that's not, when not Tammy, that. that's when bad things are going to happen. Yeah, no, Tammy. Was, quick question. Yeah. Quick question for you, Tammy. Uh, one of those, any one of those guys in the the three guys in the in the stock jeeps were any of those guys cops? That no, that all three of them were. Yeah, they were all cops. Yeah. Well, so this is what I'm I'm trying to understand is his cops are trained in, in you know in tactical driving techniques. I mean, these guys are are put into cruisers on skid uh, you know on, on on skid pads and stuff. I mean, these guys get the extreme training of driving. And a little off camber had this guy white knuckled. It's weird. Ah, it's a weird. Uh, no, I. I think it was more of the, we weren't really off camp, camber, camber, whatever. We, it was more of, oh my God, I'm going to break my Jeep. Yeah. Cause they oh, were coming yeah. down <laughs> hard on these rocks. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you have to have that finesse. So you know, coming what, down on these rocks. What color, so. what color trail were they on Tammy? A blue, the blue. See, I think they didn't know what the blues, the colors. No, meant. they didn't. And, they didn't. And, and they thought, oh, well, this is a trail for police officers. It's the blue right. trail. It's the blue trail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy was mentioning this Tuesday night, and I thought about this, and I didn't, I didn't mention it to her. I bet you they're thinking, oh, this is so nice. They named uh, the yeah, trail the after the blue. This yeah. one's for us. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They Holy were awesome. crap! <laughs> but the the funny thing is, they're like, we see your Jeep all the time. Uh oh! Like out and about, uh-huh. they, they recognized my my license plate. See, now you're and just gonna like, get pulled over for grins and giggles, and yeah. they're just gonna no, be like, "I just pulled so, over Jeep Mama just for the sake of doing it." <laughs> that's what they said they're still gonna pull me over, and I said, "Yeah, you know, if my kids are in the in the Jeep with me, oh you guys yeah, you're, you're arresting Taking me. Mama to jail." Yeah. So Tammy needs. No, to they get, were awesome. The whole Tammy needs to get was, some uh, uh, cruiser stickers. So every time she yeah. gets pulled over, she just puts it there on the side, uh, the side fender. Right. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, it's just, uh, Tammy, real quick, uh, any any trail damage uh, from this weekend? Um, for me, no. Um, one of the police officers, his tire got gouged by a rock, so we had to change his tire. Oh, that's not and too bad. yeah, and one of the um, the was it a Grand Cherokee? Did we decide, Tony? That one picture I showed you. He had yes. just put on a brand new um, drag link from oh, Crown, I think he said. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And it just, it was brand new and it just sh- snapped. And then we don't know when, because all of a sudden he just, he couldn't steer. And so we don't know when that happened, but he was a little ticked off about that. When he, when he couldn't steer, that's when it happened. <laughs> right. Um. But we don't know how it happened because we were just on like just a regular gravel road at that point. Yeah. But luckily up at Roush Creek, they have lots of like spare parts. Oh, uh, wow. That's neat. That's so he was able to find one that he could buy some used thing, at least just to get him, you know, back home. I remember talking to uh, Iron Man Andy uh, a year or two ago about the uh, about the drag link. And I was saying, you know, I, I hate that there's no aftermarket for that. I mean, you can replace the whole thing with a one ton setup. But as far as just getting a beefier drag link, and he told me he has never seen a drag link have an issue. And I, I'm thinking bending, but certainly not anything that would actually broke. So yeah. uh, that's, uh, it just, you know, I got a brand new one. Well, it's not brand new now, but uh, I got a brand new one on mine uh, four or five years ago. So uh, 
Um, you know, you can put a heavier duty tie rod. You can put, uh, certainly put a, a heavy duty uh, track bar. I've got one of Iron Man Andy's uh, track bars on there, which is just, it's, it's like a, a tree log. It's just so thick and, <laughs> and hardy. It's, uh, it's a hell of a track bar. And uh, so <laughs> going back to Josh's things, I guess things are getting kind of serious. But uh, that, that skinny little factory drag link has always bothered me. Now, I did put a Moog on there, so uh, hopefully that means go. something. All righty. Well, uh, let's see. What do we got next now? I'm Oh, lost. we got some reviews. Oh, yeah. Really? We can't do this show without you guys. And, of course, uh, we love hearing from you people and uh, hearing how what you people think about how we're doing the show and whatnot. It's easy to give us a review pretty much anywhere where you can find us online. You've got a spot where you can give us a little bit of feedback. Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and even YouTube. Uh, of course, guys, any of those places, you can leave us a little comment if you'd like. Let us know how we're doing. Did you did we miss your review? Well, email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com and, well, just shoot us an email and let us know what you think. And our first review is from Facebook, Tyler Cisco. Hi, Tyler. He's in the chat room. He reviewed the Jeep Talk Show by giving us five stars. Well, of course. He says, I've been listening at work for about two months now. The show definitely makes the day go by faster. Very entertaining and informative. I sold my first vehicle, a 98 Dodge Dakota, when I was 16 to buy my first 1994 Wrangler. I'm almost 23 now, and I have bought, sold, and parted out about 12 Jeeps in total. Oh, my God. I know. I guess you could either call that a sickness or an addiction. That's a sickness. I think we'll just call that (laughs) an addiction. (laughs) Um, He currently has a 2001 TJ. It's silver with red accents. And a 2015 JK green with black accents. Love the show and can't wait to see what the future holds. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Black is not a show favorite, which is funny because two-thirds of the show says it is. I know. Just, we have no control over the, the soundboard. Isn't it great? Not fair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was just thinking, Josh, I can pronounce both these names tonight. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> good job. So, anyway, we have another uh, review from Erica Yell and uh, gave us a five-star review, of course, and says uh, simply, Love the show. Thank you all for a great for great info. You all are great, especially Tony. I don't think I see that last part of <laughs> yeah. it. It was Tony inferred. Did, he made, he made that <laughs> inferred. It was inferred. It was read between the lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, hey, I gotta give a big shout out. Big thank you to Royal and Bart who are headed down to the Bantam Jeep Festival this Friday. That's basically as we are recording this tomorrow, June 9th, guys, and they're gonna be rocking the official Jeep Talk Show t-shirts. So they're going to be real easy to find. Be sure and find them and uh, and say hi. And uh, well, hey, who knows? You might even hear yourself on the Jeep Talk Show in the future. Oh, you know, it just reminds me when we talk about the Jeep Talk Show T-shirt. I forgot to put this in the show notes. Uh, we have the Teespring uh, T-shirt oh, thing yeah. going on. And uh, let's see if I can remember the uh, the link. You need to just go to teespring.com slash JTS Cheap T as in cheap. Good job. Cheap T-shirt. So JTS Cheap T. And uh, so what the deal here is, is that you can go over there and I think it's for like 13, 14 bucks. You can order a, uh, a, a, actually many different colors. You can order many different colors that are available there on that side. Yeah. Purple's on there. Orange. (laughs) Uh, And I believe, I believe I remember to put in red. So, uh, and uh, if you go over there, you can order a t-shirt. Now I'll tell you the trick is 
Is there time frame that you have to order it by? I think that it's like six or seven days left and we have to have 50 orders or they don't print them. So if you buy one and you give them your, uh, your card information and so on and so forth, and we don't hit that 50 mark, 50 orders, they refund your money. So don't worry about losing any money. You won't, but get over there, buy a couple of t-shirts, get one for, uh, for the wife, for the, uh, the side chick, uh, whatever you want to do, because we don't mind. We're not here to judge. So just go over there and order those uh, t-shirts. And of course, if you, uh, if we hit that 50 and you get one, we definitely want to see some pictures of you guys. Oh, absolutely. And hey, guys, this is not an exercise in capitalism. We're really not making no, anything no. on these guys. That's why the prices are so low for these awesome T-shirts. So get them in now. And uh, hey, we're, this this little campaign is ending soon. So hop over there right now to that, uh, uh, what was it, teespring.com slash JTS Cheap T. Cheap T, C-H-E-A-P, not E-E-P. And then T is in Tony or T is in T-shirt. All right, so uh, it's been a long time since uh, we've had one of these, Josh. Yeah, we got Gina with Nom News Bags bringing us another great segment on preparing the most delicious meals out on the trails. If you guys listen to this podcast right now, just stop what you're doing and jump <laughs> over to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show right now and watch this part of episode 284. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go find my fib. Take it away, Gina. <laughs> Hey guys, Gina here with Nam News, and we are out in Moab, Utah for the 51st anniversary of the Easter Jeep Safari. Today, we are doing Flat Iron Mesa Trail, and I'm gonna do some great trail food for the Jeep Talk Show. All right, so first we start with fresh garlic bread, and then we add some pimento cheese. I use smoked Gouda pimento cheese. I then add some sliced Swiss cheese, followed by some ham. <laughs> put the top back on and wrap that. That we are gonna put in uh, heat right here underneath the hood of my Jeep. And what you wanna do anytime you cook, you wanna make sure that you wrap it about three times with some aluminum foil. You also wanna make sure that it's a great spot so your hood comes down and compresses it. You don't want anything sliding around. So I, we will see you at lunch for some great ham and cheesy subs. Take a look around at this beautiful scenic view here in Moab. We have some amazing food. It is nice and warm. We are gonna pull this out and have a little lunch on the trail. We have some ham and Swiss sandwiches today. I'm gonna show you how hot and juicy this is gonna be. Zoom on into this. Look at the cheese on this. Oh my goodness. We're gonna cut this up. Everyone's gonna have some of this. This is some great trail food ideas for you guys. <laughs> All right, everyone. So we're stopped here and having a little lunch. We have some ham and Swiss. Hey, Teddy, how is it? Good, baby. Hot? Real good. Ham, Swiss. Everyone good? Dave, Garlic's Cindy. great. Garlic. garlic. So it's like a garlic bread, ham and cheese Swiss. Very good. Good? How do you think about Leo? Very good. Good? And you might notice that everybody had their own Jeep, so it wasn't like they weren't going to get a ride home if they didn't say it was good. So it was probably excellent food.
food because I've never ever tasted any of Gina's food, but but Josh, I know you can back me up on this. Oh my God, the way some of that stuff looks, it just. I think you guys I've have to three watch screens. the live show. You have to watch the live show for the. I seriously, I was, I was catching myself drooling over here. The stuff that she makes, guys, it is just so good. Trust me, follow these recipes that she does. The manifold cooking techniques and stuff that she that she teaches us. Oh my goodness, the recipes. Seriously, top notch stuff, guys. You're going to be eating like kings out on the trail. Yep, yep. Just go over to Nom News, and that's like nom 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 nom. So N O M N E W S. Dot com and you can uh, get more information from Gina. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. You guys may be watching your television, uh, like morning uh, shows, morning news shows, and see and, and think you've seen somebody that looks a lot like Gina here on the show. Yeah, that is her. So how why is she doing a cheesy podcast, segments for a cheesy podcast? I, I think she's an angel in training. No, no, no. I, I don't know if you guys know this. Tony, I, charity I work. You guys know this. No, we're, we're kind of a big deal. Oh jeez! Oh, that would be nice. If it was true. Well, you know, yes, we got it would. It we would got nice we got true. people going to Bantam for us this year. So I mean, that is a big deal. I mean, two guys to say, "Hey, I'm going to Bantam." Is there anything I can do for you guys? It's just amazing to me that we have uh, our listeners that want to be uh, team members. And of course, you all can be team team members of the show. Everybody's uh, more than welcome to join in uh, to this uh, this crazy little thing we call the Jeep Talk Show. All right, talking and not looking at show notes. So let me get back to where we're going here. Oh, I got some uh, tech talk. I'll, I'll always enjoy this. Uh, Tammy, have you been, uh, you ready to get your, your notes out? You going to learn something? Oh, yeah, of course. I was a little distracted, though, Tony. I had to, I was shopping again during the show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, what were you shopping for? I bought two Jeep Talk Show shirts. Oh, did Atta you? Girl. What color? Black and gray. Okay. Yeah. You know, I put that purple on there just for you. Yeah, I know. I was uh, I was thinking about it. Well, you can always come back. I'll I'll buy it again later at the end of the show, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, don't worry about it. I mean, I don't I don't want to pressure you into the sales there, but <laughs> I just I just I had to have the purple in there for Jeep Mama. All right, let's get to some tech talk before we just run out of time here. Josh, uh, uh, tidy up. You little spittle there on your uh, on your beard. There's <laughs> a hair out of place. <laughs> You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good, because I think... It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yeah, well, we are well within the throes of this year's off-roading season, and a lot of you may be heading to faraway locations to get that wheeling itch scratched. Now, doing so means you either ship your Jeep across the country, drive it to your destination, hoping you won't have any trail damage that can't be quickly repaired, and then drive back. And since most of us don't have flatbed tow trucks to drive to this state or that with our Jeep on the back, no matter what condition it's in, well, our only other option is to tow it there. Now, trailers are nice, but some are also very heavy, and it can be a daunting task to load and secure a vehicle on a trailer. And let's not get into the cost. So that only leaves us with dolly towing or flat towing. For those that don't know what these last two are, a dolly is just a set of wheels with a small platform which the, which is, which the towed vehicle's front tires rest on while the rear tires stay on the pavement. A standard trailer tongue is attached to this, and that's what's hooked to your hitch. Uh, flat towing is where all four of the towed vehicle's tires are touching the ground. Flat towing involves a tow bar setup, which has a plate that is attached to the vehicle being towed, and that in turn has the tongue that attaches to the hitch of the tow rig. 
Fan of the show, Rob Goventure from San Antonio, Texas, wrote in and asked us to elaborate a little bit on what flat towing is and some tips and tricks for those who may be new to this. Now, first and foremost, I need to stress the importance of doing your homework. There are some manufactured-approved vehicles that are approved for flat towing with all four tires on the ground, but there are many more that aren't and will require some degree of modification to do this. There are many factors involved in this, such as the type of transmission, if it's two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, what type of transfer case it has, and much, much more. Most vehicles with an automatic transmission can't be towed with all four on the ground unless it has a four-wheel drive transfer case and or a selectable transfer case that allows you to put it into neutral. Well, thankfully, most of our Jeeps fit the bill. Now, heads up to all you 2014 or newer Cherokee owners. There's a 50% chance you will have some serious wobble issues while flat towing. This is a common problem associated with the design of the front end. To avoid this, the best thing to do would be to like rent a U-Haul trailer, but to be sure, check with your local dealership to find out if your vehicle is kind of in that category. Now, I will say to anyone out there interested in flat towing their Jeep, to be sure to check in the owner's manual for specific instructions that must be followed to prevent voiding your warranty if you so should have one still. Now, for most of our beloved Jeeps, getting them ready for flat towing is quite easy to set up, and this method can be done very reliably. And in in addition to that, there is a ton of aftermarket support specifically for flat towing Jeeps. But before we start going and buying things to tow our Jeep with, we want to make sure that we have the rig that can actually tow a Jeep. A bone stock JK can weigh in as little as 3,700 pounds, but a fully loaded and built JKU can be well over 4,500 pounds. So make sure that you're not trying to do this with your little Toyota camper van. It's not going to have the guts. Having the right tow rig to tow your Jeep is just as important as making sure the parking brake is off. Now, with that, let's get into the specifics. No matter what vehicle you're towing, the ignition needs to be in the unlocked and off position with the key in, making sure the wheel spins freely. You want the Jeep to turn with you, not fight you the whole way, and it would really suck to have a dead battery when you finally got there. Uh, If you have a manual transmission, it needs to be in gear. Doesn't matter which gear, just make sure that it is in gear. If you have an automatic transmission, it needs to be in park. You're going to say, why am I going to put my vehicle in park if I'm going to tow it? And this is where the transfer case comes in. This is the important part, guys, because the transfer case needs to be in neutral. Now, for those who have a newer Jeep with a rotary transfer case selector, uh, you need to push in that little button that is recessed. It almost looks like it's not there, and you can only get to it with the tip of a pencil. It has a little N marked next to it, and you press that and hold it down, and a little red light will start to flash, and a warning will come up on your dash, and it's going to tell you, hey, you're about to put your vehicle into neutral, and, uh, and then it will go, and then you're going to be ready to flat tow. Uh, and of course, doing this is going to prevent parts from seeing wear without getting lubrication from a running engine. So guys, this is important part. All right, let's talk about the gear that you're going to need. Rob also asked about the lighting situation when flat towing and if there's a harness or something that can tie into the Jeep's turn signals and brake lights. Well, a company called Cooltech makes a tie-in harness for about 150 bucks. Etrailer.com is also an invaluable resource for harnesses, braking systems, and more to help you get your Jeep set up for flat towing or to set up your Jeep for towing a trailer. Keeping it simple would involve a trip over to like Harbor Freight or Northern Tool or maybe even U-Haul to get some simple and cost-effective towing lights, which will come with a long harness and magnetic lights that you secure to the back of the Jeep. Now, for some of this, for some of us, this is a great option. For others, well, this might be one more thing to worry about and something that you really don't want to hassle with. Now, one thing you can't do without, though, is the tow bar. Now, this is what makes the whole thing possible. Uh, There is, of course, the very basic, and, of course, there are options for those of us who want to spare no expense. 
Tow bars come in all sorts of varieties, and some aftermarket bumper manufacturers also have flat tow bar bracket options as well. So be sure to call around and do some research to find out what will be best for you and your setup. Now, I will say this, though. When it comes to tow bars, do not ever get the cheap ones that wrap around or simply clamp onto your bumper. These are older systems that have been, have, have been improved on drastically in both performance and safety. So trust me, stay away from those. Okay, so who do we go with then? Well, Blue Ox makes all sorts of options, as does a company called Smitty Built, and I'm sure you've heard of them before, as does Roadmaster, who has the Blackhawk, which seems to be very popular in the Jeep industry. Ready Brute has their Elite Series, which has some serious bells and whistles, guys, like inertial braking systems and, uh, and stability controls. Yeah, it really goes even farther and beyond than that. So be sure to invest in a good set of safety cables, though. Should all else fails, these will keep your Jeep attached to you and not a restaurant or grandma's grocery getter. Now, as you can see, things can get out of control very quickly, but it's also easy to keep things very simple. All depends on your budget and kind of what you're looking for. The bottom line is to do your research. Talk to the folks at your local RV shops and maybe talk to them about accessories, setups. And remember, safety is of the utmost importance. You don't want to be slowing down for traffic on your road trip and see your Jeep pass you on the shoulder. After all, you are responsible for your vehicle and whatever damage or injury it may cause. Now, don't let that scare you, though, Jeepers. This is a very popular, safe, and reliable way of transporting our Jeeps without trailers. It's been around for a while now, and it's really getting a ton of support from the aftermarket. So get out there and get wheeling. And hey, if you decide to get your Jeep set up for flat towing after listening to this, then send us a pic and let us know how your trip went. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. Did you mention putting the transfer case in, uh, in neutral? I sure did, sir. <laughs> Speaking of a transfer case, remember how I was talking about um, a new way of shifting into four low with my Rubicon? Yeah, Do you guys remember right. Um, and how my gears were grinding and stuff, and I was going to try that new way. It worked. It was amazing. There you go. There you go. Yep. It's you, you, while it's in drive, you put it in four high, then you put put it in neutral, then you put it in four low. Easy peasy. Uh, you put the transmission in neutral. Is that what you're saying? Your transmission is in drive, so then you do your transfer case to four high. Uh -huh. Then you put your transmission in neutral, yep. and then your transfer case into four low. Yeah, because I think what that does is it uh, stops the uh, transfer case from spinning. Because uh, and you have to let it to give it. You have to give it. A, it's been a while since I actually put mine in four wheel low. Uh, you actually have to give it a moment for it to stop spinning. The the tran the transmission spins the internals of the uh, transfer case. Does that sound right to you, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's been a while. Bef yeah, before I was just putting it in neutral and going high, neutral, lo low with the transfer case all at once. You have to do both of them. I think mine anyway. always gr uh, ground as well. I was going to say grinded, but that wouldn't be right. Eh, what the hell? It's a Jeep talk show. Grinded's fine. We can make up our own words. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. <laughs> We're so famous, we can do whatever we yeah, want. Yeah, Boughton was great. <laughs> Oh man, that brings back some good memories. The people out there don't know what we're talking about. You can go back uh, to that. That's some inside baseball right there. You can go to the, <laughs> that's some the old school stuff. Yeah, you can go to the past shows and uh, and hear those things that Josh would get get on a roll and he would just be all all jumping around and he came up with that button word. And I was like, what? 
<laughs> so we we made a thing out of it. We had a little contest. Yeah, I actually that had was a little funny. contest. They're yeah. giving some stuff away. Yeah, it was funny. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move this uh, this show along. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with the tech, big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. <laughs> We're doing it backwards now. I, I, was, I was waiting. I was like, where's the beep? I know. I know. <laughs> hey, folks, we love hearing from all of you, so be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and you can leave us a message. There's a little leave voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. You just click that. And we have a voicemail tonight. Greetings and vacations, Jeep Talk. This is the Super Croc again. And I've had a little bit of what you might call an epiphany. There's a cream for that. it is about the nature of Jeep itself. People always ask, what is a real Jeep? And I think I found at least part of the answer. And that being that for it to be a real Jeep, you have to be able to modify it. Whether that's lift kit, cutting it, putting bigger tires on. Not necessarily that you have to do it yourself, but it has to be done. <laughs> so let's apply that litmus test to a couple of Jeeps. So the Patriot, I mean, I guess you can put some slight lift on it. So that's a Jeep. The Libby, I guess you can lift it and swap the engine out. I mean, the CJ, you can build a whole Jeep from scratch, so... That's definitely there. The XJ, you can do change almost everything on it. Now, the new Cherokee, I mean, I've heard possibly you can lift it, but I don't know. So, let's put that out there. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Uh, I think you had a a story on that, didn't you, Josh, where there was a a lift or something that was uh, coming out uh, or or planned for the, the new Cherokee? There, there are a couple of manufacturers that are working on it. The problem is, is that pretty much the entire front end of that is a is a whole subcarriage essentially, right. and and it almost entirely you have to take off the front of the vehicle in order to to gain access to a lot of these components, start switching stuff out. It is going to be a nightmare installation process, and that's why this this has been taken so long to get aftermarket suspension support for the new Cherokee because the 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 level of development engineering that went into the front end of that and and how they've got the whole drivetrain and and the suspension set up and everything and all the electronic controls and whatnot, there's so much going on that that the aftermarket support for this is going to take a very long time because there's so much R and D involved with it. Now I know I've seen some of uh, the uh, the first gen Jeep Liberties that have been massively modified. But it's well, like yeah, they they've, took they've the, the entire IFS system completely yeah. out and put yeah. in this straight axle and all this. I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, the, yeah. if no, it's like a Volkswagen yeah. on steroids. Uh, but, 
but they've 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 spent thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars modifying modifying them. So can you lift a Jeep Cherokee, uh, the new Jeep Cherokee? Sure, you can. I wish they had called it the Baby Grand or the Cherokee Two or something to change the name. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but can you modify? But yes, you can. But at what cost? Well, there there was one technique for actually modifying the stock suspension to give you a little bit of a lift like by an inch, relocating, yeah, by by dr- relocating and drilling some new holes and and remounting some things in other places. Um, this is a, a a very backwoods way of going about it, but it is possible. So you know, to say is it possible? Are there is there stuff out? Is there means to do it? Yeah, kinda. Is it going to be as easy as going to like you know, uh, you know, JCR off road or something like that, or or you know, uh, rough country and saying, hey, I'll take that one? Uh, no, not quite there yet. Probably another few years. At least. It's not going to be a five hundred dollar five hundred dollar kit. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a nice thing about simple engineering. Uh, and I don't know why they had to make it so complex on on those. I mean, it, I guess if you're an engineer and you got a college degree, you want to do something. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we've got some, uh, some Nikki G or something, don't we? Uh, let's, uh, let's uh, roll this uh, beautiful intro. From the mind of Nikki G. And this is something we look forward to each and every week. And that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, this week, uh, I come across a, uh, two-inch lift leaf spring for my Jeep. So uh, I decided to put that on, do away with my uh, S10 Bastard pack, put on this two-inch leaf spring along with uh, some uh, Daystar shackles to get a total of uh, three inches of lift. And uh, now when I drive my Jeep, I get the clunk, clunk, clunk. Sounds like it's coming from the drive shaft. But uh I haven't had too much time to investigate it this week. Uh, I've been trapped under a big pile of books. Yeah, I know. I only have my shelf to blame for it. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if he's got a book oh, or something. All right. He's yeah. just, <laughs> he works second book. shift, so he, he, yeah, he works second shift, so he probably has a lot of time. Book of jokes. <laughs> he um he Nikki G, you need to get those um Daystar isolators. And then that clanking will stop. Oh, I don't think it'll ever stop. And Tammy, I can't wait for yours to get old. Uh all the creaking and popping and stuff. It's it's like being off road all the time. <laughs> yeah, those noises really make you nervous. They they do until you get used to them. So Right. All right. Well, uh, you ready to do a product review for us? Yes, I am. And um, I like that enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> this um, product review comes from me shopping during the show again. <laughs> um, not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday before we interviewed Ryan from More Ride, M-O-R-R-Y-D-E. And he was showing us some of their products. And um, I started going online and I saw this and I decided to buy it. Oh, it's you fell in Jeep. love. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was it was like, I got to have that. And it's a Jeep ammo can carrier with Molly panel from Moride. And it's M-O-R-R-Y-D-E dot com. So we all know cargo space is at a premium in the Wranglers, even those JKUs, the four-door Wranglers. Now, I've tried several different storage options. Um, 
And we know that there are some places where the space is really awkward. For example, the space above the inner fender in the cargo area of the Unlimited is curved and sloped and irregular shaped. So it's, you know, mostly a wasted space. Well, the more ride ammo can carriers designed to use that space effectively. And oh my goodness, it sure does. A bolt in place using the same holes that the hard top is used to secure with no drilling. Now, this carrier supports all camo can sizes, and on the bottom, the stand, I guess you would call it, has a molly grid for attaching the molly pouches and other gear. It's very rugged, waterproof, and the common uses are for ammo cans where you can um, carry your recovery gear. That's what I'm going to do. I just still need to, which reminds me, I need to go shopping again after this to get my ammo can. Um, the grid for attachment is for the, mo- the standard Molly pouches. It's an easy two-bolt installation using holes already in the Jeep, and it can be installed on either side of the Jeep or both sides, which is what I'm going to do. It's made from 16-gauge steel constructed with durable powder coat finish, and it fits the 07 to present JKs and JKUs, and it comes with the ammo can carrier shelf, a little... Um, mat and the ratchet strap and the hardware except for the two bolts that attach it to the jeep you're supposed to use the existing ones well mine did not have existing bolts there because i do not have a hard top so all i used were the same bolts that i used for my riddler diff cover the these 5 16th bolts um and it comes with instructions that are super easy to use I love this. It's durable. It's sturdy. It. I installed it Friday before I left um, for Roush Creek, and I had my my Molly bags attached to it. And even behind the Molly bag panel, in between the Molly bag and your wheel well, there's a little space. And I was able to store. I have those tool wraps where you roll up the tools and the um, the material, and I shoved those in there behind there and they stayed perfectly and um i don't know i love it i'm getting another one <laughs> give it 10 stars yeah you know when you go over to moreride.com m-o-r-r-y-d-e.com uh it doesn't look like a jeep site you actually have to what was it tammy it's a it's on the left uh, left hand side uh right area there's a little like it says jeep accessories and, and stuff right if Click you go that. over to the navigation bar on the left hand side under more ride products you'll see jeep accessories Excellent. there you just click on that tab and it will take you to uh, everything that she's talking about now they do have an all products section um where this ammo can uh is is uh residing yep yep and uh it's 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 hidden. It, it's not. I remember when we were first talking about having them on the show, I went over, looked at the site and I went, what do these people do? And yeah. uh, they, uh, it's RV. They, they started an RV, but they have a, a love, a passion for Jeeps. So, uh, they, uh, they got all this great Jeep stuff and they have lots of products for Jeeps, but it's, uh, it's kind of under the covers, which, which is kind of cool. Cause it's always nice when we have things for our Jeeps that nobody else has. Because people right. see that, you know, the cool things, and they see that and go, oh, where'd you get that? And, uh, uh, I, you know, I've never seen one of those before. Where, you know, where did that come from? And you just go, eh, you know, it's on the internet. <laughs> but it, it's really it's really nice. I like it a lot. That's great. All right. Uh, so, uh, oh, tell them about our survey, uh, Tammy. Yeah, in case you haven't heard, um, we have a survey. 
And we just want you to take just a couple of minutes out of your day and take our survey. It's super easy. No, you do not need your social security number. <laughs> no, you do not. Don't listen to Tony. Anyway, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey, S-U-R-V-E-Y. Well, yeah, we got a little time here, so let's uh, roll this uh, campfire side chat in and uh, and get through this uh, last little bit before uh, we all go to Bantam. Wish, wish. All right, Josh. I've got nothing. I might as well just give up and buy a Prius. Sing us a tale of woe. (laughs) No, don't do that, Josh. Don't even say that. Now, Josh, it's funny you say that because I was on, uh, I saw a post on one of the ham radio uh, Facebook pages today, and it showed a man on a a, a multi-score foot tower. I mean, he was at least 50 feet up. And he All was right. he was putting the one of the driven elements on the beam, so that was one of the the ones on the very end of the boom. Yeah, with it mounted to the tower. And do you know how he was getting out there? There was a four by four stuck in the tower, and he was huh? walking on the four by four out a good fifteen feet away from the tower without so any I'm- any kind of harness or anything like that. It's that can do attitude <laughs> that you need to to hit. <laughs> now, see, I thought you were saying that I just need to go get a job that has some serious hazard pay. So, <laughs> see, that's that negative thinking uh, that you. No, this you know, everybody was making fun of him. Like, this is, this is stupid. You get. I agree, it is. But that's the can-do attitude that makes this country great. <laughs> I was trying to find the picture. I was trying to find it because it is just hilarious to see. <laughs> so, what's what's all this about Facebook now? Oh man, it's just this is just cheesing me off. So you know we've got the Jeep Talk Show uh, Facebook page, and uh, a couple of months ago I thought that, you know it's kind of important deal or we're getting, we're getting to be a kind of a big thing and we might have hackers coming in. So I turned on two two factor authentication and it immediately locked me out. <laughs> and I've been begging Facebook for like three months to turn it off or fix it or something. And I've gotten absolutely no help at all from Facebook, you know, but life has to go on. We still have to get things out on the, uh, the, the Jeep talk show, Facebook page. So I had to uh, go to ha- uh, Tammy with hat in hand and ask to borrow her uh, Facebook username and password because My you know, personal one. yes, it's because both of you guys are set up on the, the Jeep talk show page, not as admins, but as editors. So at least we can post things on there through our automatic deals. So uh, Tammy being the great person that she is, uh, told me to hang on. She was ordering something online and then got right back to me and gave me <laughs> her username and password uh, so we could get stuff set up uh, and uh, ready to go. So anyway, um, uh, it was really to get to, to get things set up so that Royal and uh, Bart could post pictures to our uh, 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 Jeep Talk Show fandom. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just getting confused here. The Jeep Talk Show page about Bantam. So you're actually going to be able to see the pictures that they're taking virtually live from from Bantam this uh, this Friday, tomorrow, the day after the show. Anyway, um, this means, you know, I was logged on as Tammy. Oh, and no. I got oh, a confession. You know, Tammy, I did a little digging around. And I found this public group. Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, red is the ah! new black. Oh. <laughs> Don't read ahead, damn it. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they're going to send you some, uh, some forms to fill out oh, and yeah, uh, get, sure. you, get you some nice red wraps for that Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Oh, whatever. Uh, payback, whatever, payback. Whatever I can do to help. 
Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Uh, speaking of payback, let's get over to some wheeling wear. Okay. Uh, this is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Guys, uh, we touched on this last week. We have the Discovery Beginner Four-Wheel Course. That's right. If you are new to four-wheeling or are interested in getting into the sport, well, June 17th through the 18th in Prairie City OHV, uh, we're going to have, or in, uh, in Rancho Cordova, rather, uh, Prairie, Prairie City at the uh, OHV Center there, um, a big Discovery Beginner Four-Wheel class thing going on. DiscoverOffroading.com is where you want to go for that. Uh, June 30th through July 2nd, long weekend there, guys. We're going to have Crawl for Christ happening in Disney, Oklahoma. It's approximately an hour's drive from Tulsa. There are three major spillways hosting some of the best and most extreme rock crawling in this area of the country. Traction is incredible, and carnage seems to follow. For those interested in more scenic fun, they have many trails leading through the woods below the dams. These range from casual zigzag through the trees to muddy swamps to nasty loose hill climbs. Something for everyone can be found within a few months miles of disney for more information head over to crawl for christ.com that's crawl for the number four c-h-r-i-s-t.com uh we also have quadratrek in association with pa jeeps presenting the 22nd annual all breeds jeep show happening july 15th through the 16th at the york county expo center and fairgrounds in york pennsylvania there's gonna be over 600 show jeeps there guys over twenty thousand dollars in raffle prizes Quadratech sponsored obstacle course, massive show discounts on gear, goodie bags and dash plaques to all participants and more. For more information, head over to pajeeps.org or head over to the Quadratech.com website. And of course, we've been talking about this all episode long, the Bantam Jeep Fest happening this weekend, June 9th through the June 11th. Uh, we're at uh, Bantam Jeep Fest, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. For more information, head over to bantamjeepfestival.com. We are going to have a couple of operatives there. They are going to be wearing the official Jeep Talk Show t-shirts. So if you guys see our logo sitting on somebody's back or front, well, by all means, be sure to stop them and say hello. Yeah, go over there and uh, uh, shake their hand, and uh, maybe we can get a little audio, a little interview there with uh, with Bart. You know, I, I thought it was funny. I was going to tell Bart that uh, uh, if people ask him what he's doing out there, he, he would have to tell people that, uh, nothing's ever free from the Jeep Talk Show. He yeah. won a, f- a free uh, a free prize from the Jeep Talk Show. So, but now he's having to work it off for us. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, new to the show? Maybe you're watching us on YouTube, and this is uh, your first time with us. Well, we want you to know we make it really easy to uh, listen to the show while you're on the go. You can install the Jeep Talk Show app on your Apple or Android device. Then that, that's tablets and uh, phones. Of course, you can always find our episodes at the JeepTalkShow.com website. Hey, and we told you that it can take a couple of days for our podcast to appear on various podcast sources like iTunes or Stitcher. You know, you can change that all by downloading and installing the Jeep Talk Show app. Yes, we have an app on your iOS phone, tablet, or your Android phone or tablet. With our new apps, you can truly have the latest Jeep Talk Show episodes on demand. And continuing our domination of all things media, we are on YouTube. It's how we bring the show to you live twice a week. Guys, watch the show live or watch past shows at youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And hey, if you subscribe right now, you'll be notified of new videos instantly. And every 100 subscribers we get, Tony gets a cookie. Oh, love them cookies. Hey, are you thinking, boy, this Jeep Talk Show sounds like a lot of fun? I wonder if I could be be part of this show. Well, of course you can. Just send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and tell us your idea of what you can do for the show. We'd love our listeners. Are you listening? Jeep Talk Call-In Show. What is this? 
Well, you know, it's another podcast that you can call into. JTS scientists have devised a way that Tony and I can stream audio and video to you live and you can even talk back to us. I know it's a little scary, but you know what? It's really, really fun. Join Tony and I every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central Time and please call in youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. 41 seconds, Josh. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So no matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots and our wheeling destinations in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for offer use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. <laughs> I was going to hey give folks. you the stretch command. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on my blog at jeepmama.com. Um, there's a link to my um, wheeling I did this weekend. And also stay tuned to my Facebook and social media this weekend because it's Moms Gone Wild, Bad Moms Ooh. Part 2. Oh, oh, man. Yep, I'm going to be... Not safe um, for work, people. Check. I'm going to be checking something <laughs> off my bucket list. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, if you need a voice for your project, for your product, or for your business, by all means, check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com. Bye.